Welcome back to another episode of Java and Jesus with Kathy. I'm Kathy and I am excited about today's message. Uh, I've got my coffee. I'm looking out the window. I'm down in Florida. It's a little bit gray and cooler today, only about uh, 14 degrees Celsius, but that is a whole lot better than my Canadian family and friends who are currently in a deep freeze at almost minus 30 degrees Celsius. And for my friends who are listening in in the Philippines or possibly Panama, that is cold. And when I say deep freeze, I mean it's colder than a freezer. Anyway, I hope that uh, you all stay warm or you stay cool, whatever, whatever you need for today. So let's get into it. The title of our episode is called A Precious Message. And the whole reason that I started this podcast in the first place was to share about Jesus. After I named it Java and Jesus, I wish I would have uh, thought about that a bit more and named it Jesus and Java, but I've gone too far to turn back now. But the point is, Jesus is the main thing and what I'm trying to highlight with this entire podcast. I'm just one beggar showing another beggar where to find a piece of bread. That's an expression I've heard said, and so that is my goal and objective. Did you know that Jesus even declared about himself that he is the bread of life? And so I want to start today by reading a portion of scripture found in John 6, 25 to 40, and it's literally entitled, Jesus, the bread of life. Verse 25, when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Well, Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, you are looking at me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. 28. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Amen. And so that, my friends, is the precious message that I want to share today. 
message. I just looked up the definition of that just out of curiosity to see what it says. Uh, Usually short communication transmitted by words, signals, or other means from one person or group to another. Maybe I could add podcast onto that definition. It is my way of sharing this news with you. Um, Well, let's go take a look back at some of this, and uh, I want to go over it. First of all, Jesus starts by saying we're not to work for food that spoils, but for the food that endures to eternal life. So look at things that are going to last forever. There's another scripture that talks about this being uh, a way we store up our treasures in heaven where moth and rust can't get to it. And then the question gets asked, what must we do? And it always comes back to this. It's about believing, believing in him and believing what he says to us, right? And what he's saying to us here is that he is the bread of life and that it's not his father's will that anybody should perish. So truly, truly a precious message for us today. So guess what? That was all bonus, and I was originally not even planning to share that, but uh, I decided to do it. You got that one for free. So we're going to go to the actual journal entry that I picked for today, and it is a portion of scripture that is found in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 5 through 13. And I'm going to read that to you now. Like I said, we're going to be going over quite a bit of scripture today. And this one is also featuring the precious message of Jesus. Remember our message. It is not about ourselves. We're proclaiming Jesus Christ, the master. All we are is messengers, errand runners from Jesus for you. It started when God said, light up the darkness and our lives filled up with light as we saw and understood God in the face of Christ, all bright and beautiful. If you only look at us, you might well miss the brightness. We carry this precious message around in unadorned clay pots of ordinary lives. That's to prevent anyone from confusing God's incomparable power with us. As it is, there's not much chance of that. You know for yourselves that we're not much to look at. We've been surrounded and battered by troubles, but we're not demoralized. We're not sure what to do, but we know that God knows what to do. We've been spiritually terrorized, but God hasn't left our side. We've been thrown down, but we haven't been broken. What they did to Jesus, they do to us. Trial and torture, mockery and murder. What Jesus did among them, he does in us. He lives. Our lives are at constant risk for Jesus' sake, which makes Jesus' life all the more evident in us. While we're going through the worst, you're getting in on the best. We're not keeping this quiet, not on our life. Just like the psalmist who wrote, I believed it, so I said it. We say what we believe. Amen. And so I want to go back and now take a little bit of a look at this, a closer closer look. So the precious message, just the repeat of that. One thing that I am super grateful for is that in most cases, we are not enduring any kind of persecution, but it's a reminder that there are other people in the world who are under tremendous persecution for sharing their faith and what they believe. And so we just lift them all up and ask for God's protection about upon them. 
So what God's saying is he wants us to be a light in the darkness. I don't know if some of you remember that little song from when we were children, This Little Light of Mind. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to sing it to you, but I do remember it. And this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And the devil hates light. He operates in darkness. So right from when we're small children on into adulthood, it's the goal that we should have. The challenge is to be that light in a dark place and in dark places. And so... How do we do that? How do we shine our light? It's it's words and deeds. In one of my previous episodes, I mentioned it's not just what we say, it's also what we do. Faith without actions is dead, right? So we want our words to be backed up by our actions. Let's look at another portion of scripture, Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You know what? That's another thing the devil hates. He hates when our God is glorified. He hates when the precious message we share with others is accompanied by good deeds that are going to glorify God. And so, uh, guess what? I have another portion of scripture for you. This one is found in Romans 10, 8 to 13. Okay. So what exactly was Moses saying? The word that saves is right here, as near as the tongue in your mouth, as close as the heart in your chest. It's the word of faith that welcomes God to go to work and set things right for us. This is the core of our preaching. Say the welcoming word to God, Jesus is my master, embracing body and soul. God's work of doing in us what he did and raising Jesus from the dead. That's it. You're not doing anything. You're simply calling out to God, trusting him to do it for you. That's salvation. With your whole being, you embrace God, setting things right, and then you say it right out loud. God has set everything right between me and him. Scripture reassures us. No one who trusts God like this, heart and soul, will ever regret it. It's exactly the same, no matter what a person's religious background may be, the same God for all of us, acting the same incredibly generous way to everyone who calls out for help. Everyone who calls out, help God, gets help. Wow, another precious part of the message that everybody that cries out, help, gets help. And so in my journal, right after this little portion of scripture, I wrote, Father, this is where I find myself this morning. I need my faith increased to believe for the things that I've been praying for. Breakthroughs in my family to see them seeking you and serving you. My health is one more surgery, how I'm going to get rid of the pain, or do you have plans to release a miracle? Father, I call out for your help. Be my place of salvation and my stronghold as I deal with my current situation. Amen. So this was uh, quite a number of years ago, and I just want to share a little point here about the help that God gives. 
it's spiritual, of course. He's always wanting to address things in our spiritual lives, but he also cares about our physical needs. And there was a, a, a season in my life where I was dealing with a lot of pain because I was waiting for a hip replacement. From the age of uh, 35, I was told that I would require my hips to be replaced. And so as I waited for the surgery and things just got worse and worse, I just kept praying, God, can you give me a miracle? And the miracle didn't happen that way for me, but I did get a surgery and um, both hips got replaced as well as I had a back surgery. And I'm I'm good for another 100,000 kilometers is what I say as a joke. So God did provide. He answered my need and he helped me. Amen. So I want to do a little bit of a review here. What is the press, precious message? Say that quickly three or four times. <laughs> precious message. Uh, number one, God wants to set things right with us because he loves us so much. We know from John 3:16 that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Wow, that is precious right there. Uh, two, what's our part? Our part is just to call out on him, trust that he wants to save us. Joel 2:32, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I love that. There's no room there for misinterpretation. It doesn't say some will be. It doesn't say might be, could be. It says anyone who calls out on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I was just listening to uh, another podcast of somebody else the other day, and they were just talking about how we might be surprised who we see in heaven because we know even at the crucifixion where Jesus had the two thieves beside him and they all knew they were going to be dying. And the one criminal hanging to the one side of Jesus was mocking him and saying, if you're the Messiah, why don't you just save us and yourself? And then the other criminal, he kind of rebuked him and said, don't you fear God? So in other words, he had a revelation that Jesus was God and that there is a God. And so Jesus said to him right there, uh, I will see you in heaven. Uh, truly, I tell you today, you will be in paradise with me. And so even though that criminal obviously never served Jesus a day in his life, at the very end, he called out on the name of Jesus and he was in heaven. So there it is. Anyone who calls out on the name of Jesus will be saved. It doesn't even matter if it's at the last minute. So another little bit of uh, good news or part of the precious message is no one who trusts God like this, heart and soul, will ever regret it. That's what he tells us. He says, you're never going to regret it. And he says, we're never going to be hungry or thirsty. Well, I got a little confession here for you folks. The, uh, and in the beginning, when I was still kind of trying to figure things out, what I believe, what I don't believe, how much of this do I believe, I kind of came to a conclusion, and this is in my 15-year-old brain, so hopefully I get a little slack for that. And it was like, well, if this is all a hoax and I decide to follow Jesus and live, uh, live a life this way, um, it's still probably better than not having any hope at all about 
future, eternity, and all of that. So I think I'm just going to try to serve God the best I can. And I can honestly say now, even though it's many, many years later, I, I, I have no regrets, none at all. It was the right choice. I have another confession that goes with that. I think if I would not have made that choice to come back, and if my husband and I hadn't come back to the Lord together just shortly after we were married, I'm not sure our marriage would have survived because we're such different people. But our shared faith and coming back to the Lord together is really what bound us together. And the Bible talks about a three-chord strand and it's God, him, and me. We, we were tied together, and it made us stronger. So another point, uh, final point here. He wants to be our rock and fortress deliverer, our shield, our salvation, our stronghold, right? How precious is that? And I have another final scripture for you. Psalm 18.2. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. And so that is what I feel about Jesus. And I know that message is precious to me, and I hope it'll be precious to you. I want to end with one final little journal entry for you. Today, I'm reminded that everything I say and do needs to point to the fact that he lives. Others in this world need to see and to hear about the hope I have in him. This morning, I pray that I would be a good steward of the precious message that I carry. May I never lose it or hide it or change it into something it was never meant to be. Lord, let your message shine brightly. Speak well and clearly throughout the days of my life. And friends, I hope you'll make that your prayer today too. Let your light shine. They may see your good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. Amen. So I hope you're being encouraged by these podcasts and that if you are and you think the message of Jesus is a good one to share with others, that you'll do so. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe, all of those things, and just continue to help me in sharing the good news of Jesus. What a precious message. Anyway, hope you have a fantastic week until we meet again. God bless. Bye.